Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Lost Questions episode of Talking Jacks. Uh, we are going to not really get into much um, talking about this season, but we are going to answer some questions that we've missed over the past few weeks and answer some new ones that maybe don't necessarily pertain to uh, on the field, week in, week out stuff. So, all that being said, I am joined as always by my co host, Ben Goshorn. Ben, have you had a good week? I have had a pretty good week. It's uh, been a uh, pretty decent uh, storm weekend. It's mostly just felt like rain, um, luckily. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a pretty relaxing week. A little bit disappointed still that the we weren't able to do the Charleston trip and, and want to be able to do it again this year. Um, but yeah, it happens. Unfortunately, uh, nature does its thing sometimes. It does, yeah. We we are just having rain. I think the worst of it is coming through tonight and over the next yep. 24 hours or so for us up this mm. way. Uh, it's been raining very hard for about the last three hours. And then yep. the previous couple of days, it's just kind of been sprinkling on and off all day. Yeah. So, you know, I think the storm kind of shifted south, so we're not really impacted much at all. Mm. Um it's good to know that. Yeah, we we didn't get much of anything, honestly. I mean, there were the most of the wind we got. I felt like was from from Friday, um, which we didn't have any rain or much rain on Friday. So yeah, there's a lot happening in other areas of town. I think in Charlotte. Yeah. Most, so hopefully that's what it feels like to me. But. Yeah. Hopefully, all of our listeners are safe and sound in their home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if not, we just know that you're in our thoughts. So mm-hmm. we're gonna kind of dive in here to this lost questions episode um unfortunately we don't have anything as good as like compare every single usl team to a seinfeld (laughs) character like you guys did on the last episode like this but uh we do have a couple of little fun things that we're gonna do Uh, so let's just go ahead and get this one out of the way uh we i promise to like go back and answer this one a couple episodes after we forgot to answer it (laughs) so we're gonna go back it's been about a month since this question was asked so we're gonna go back uh it was asked by maddie dub and it was um will you share your thoughts on this article the article was a sock takes article about uh the average lifespan of us uh, of lower division soccer ownership um Mm. if, if you want to read it we'll link it in the description uh, it's pretty long. It's they they talked to several former owners, um, and made a bunch of uh, quotes and kind of did some math about average, you know, how long a, a team is owned by one owner. And so the mm. second part of the question is specifically: Is QC Soccer Club LLC in any danger of losing the team? So, Ben, uh, I know we both read this article quite a while ago. Yeah. So, what kind of were your thoughts about? That specifically, that specific question about the potential of L- uh, QC LLC losing the losing the team. Um, I mean, really, the main thing I want to uh, press upon my opinion is that it is an opinion, and then there is uh, that is not factual at all, really. But um, but yeah, I think at this point, I, the the thing I'll definitely say that's really been encouraging about the independence ownership group as a whole is that they've they've been creative and they haven't given up on the project. Um, I mean, there's, there's something that can be said obviously about the, 
the amount of locations we've played in and things like that. And I mean, we've kind of been pressing towards um, Memorial. I almost forgot the name of it for since day one, essentially, um, and haven't quite got there. But now we're, we're essentially um, all but going to be there. Um, I think 2021 is the uh, the estimated time of uh, arrival, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, the, that's what all of the documents say. And then, yeah. But I, I, you know, we did hear some chatter about them trying to get in a little earlier, but I, I just don't know mm. how you can uh, predict any of that because the construction timetable, I mean, yeah, we've seen with the sports plaque sportsplex renovations we've seen with pretty much every single construction project that the city of charlotte has been involved with ever takes yep. longer than expected not shorter so mm-hmm. i would think yep. that this is not going to be any different um yeah and you even look at Audi field for dc united that took a lot longer than they expected too is, is yeah that right? I mean, even tottenham hotspur in you know yeah. the epl They're... they still haven't moved into their stadium that was supposed to be ready you know by the beginning of the season so yeah. stadium constructions and renovations take time they often take longer than originally so exactly. if they hurry it along maybe they'll get it finished by you know kickoff of 2021 i think that's kind of a realistic approach um yeah but i think you're right um i would say before um dan dimico stepped in and purchased the majority of the team and I'm not sure what he what his title is. I don't think he wants to yeah. be called the owner. I think he uh, prefers like investor, primary investor. Yeah. Uh, but you know, semantics aside, he is the owner. Uh, he owns the majority of the team. But that didn't mm. before that happened. I think they've been you know the uh, Jim and company have been pretty transparent about how close they were to having to shut things down. I mean, he said last year they had to strip yeah. it down, I think to like six staff people for the whole club. Uh, mm. And they were, you know, they were running on a shoestring budget and then D- Dan stepped in and now they've, you know, they've kind of gotten their backs off from against the wall, so to speak. Yeah. So I think, I think they are in a good place right now. Um, I don't think I they're think so. in any danger of losing the team. Um, no. You know, that article does lay out a lot of the problems with owning a lower division soccer team. And I think, hmm. uh, Dan has even said in an interview that, you know, he's not really in this to make money because yeah. you don't really go into this business to make money. You're, nobody does. Um, yeah. because it's, it's hard, if not impossible to turn a profit. Um, but you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how they navigate these next two or three years where they're not in Memorial stadium. I think the, Mm -hmm. the whole approach to any soccer team succeeding in Charlotte is you have to either get into Memorial stadium or get a brand, build a brand new stadium inside the 277 loop. Um, and until that happens, I, the, the attendance is probably not going to grow much. Yeah. There's a lot of factors involved. There's a lot of, you know, ideas. But at the end of the day, I think it's all about getting to Memorial. Um, yeah. So, you know, barring a disaster, uh, I, I think we're safe 
until 2021. And barring, of course, uh, you know, an MLS team popping up out of nowhere and kind of ruining everything. Um, You know, that's kind of the wild card there as well. Um, If, if Tepper, the new Panthers owner, you know, he's hinted at wanting to get into MLS several Mm. times, but I think it's a lot more difficult than just saying, Hey, I want an MLS franchise in Charlotte. Uh, As we've seen, you know, throughout the years with, the whole MLS talk. Uh, it's just complicated. So yeah. as of right now, no, I don't think the, that QC LLC is in any uh, trouble of losing the team. So, yeah, I wouldn't think there's any reason to be too mildly concerned. And I would definitely agree with you that it's, we're more on the upswing. And I think I, I I've kind of said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the show, but I, I, I think that, it's smart for them not to put all their eggs in one basket with Matthews because that's not really the the way that the league is trending and the way the team has always wanted to be a, a stadium outside of Memorial really isn't going to be a long-term solution. Right. Um, it's just not. And I think we've seen that in, in multiple uh, venues that it, it's not a really sustainable model outside of Memorial. Um and we, yeah, I mean, 20... we really don't know if it's a sustainable model in in Memorial either. So, like, yeah, I, I think it's just best to kind of take it one year at a time. Uh, yeah. And, you know, if we can just keep one place in the meantime, you know, if we stay at Matthews, uh, mm-hmm. I think I think we'll be fine. Yeah. So. All right. That will bring us to uh, we'll do our little World Cup roster building. We'll do that last. Ooh, okay. So uh, yeah. this question comes from Jason, and he asks, is the Jeffrey shirt funny or sad? <sighs> the, the, the idea behind the Jeffrey shirt, just to, to make sure I'm understanding it, because there's been he's worn multiple shirts, but there's a certain shirt that's a good luck shirt. Is that right? Um, I think – I don't really know. This year it's been a little different because, like he said, after the game – on uh the last game that we played he said you know he's been changing up the shirts a lot more this year than he has in years past because he's trying to find one with that's got a little juice in it i think was was the quote but i know most most of the time it's been like a dark blue short sleeve button up and i think this Mm -hmm. year he's kind of alternated between dark blue and and light blue it's like but they're all very similar I think he did rock the long sleeves a couple of times last year, uh, which was did totally okay. out of the box. But yeah. uh, I love the idea of the shirt, uh, that he would wear the same shirt every game regardless. Uh, I kind of wish he would just do that, just wear literally wear the same shirt every week. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he probably does that about 60% of the time, maybe 70% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, some nerd like me and you should go through and, and look at the results based on which shirt he's wearing. <laughs> I, be, I, I'm uh, gonna say, just yeah. you know, to answer the question, I think it's I think it's more funny than anything. I don't think it's sad. I think a yeah. lot of coaches uh, wear the same thing every game. Um, yeah, I would I would think so. I, it's funny to see a superstition that's that obvious from like 
from a coach in that sense because you think like players wear like the same socks or something like that which isn't necessarily as noticeable they don't necessarily maybe wire that or like wash their same socks if they win and it's 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 cool to have a like a a lower of the of the Jeffries with uh with the shirt um I still think if we were to make a Jeffries shirt shirt it would be hilarious I um, I agree um, it'd be kind of hard to pull off to make it like obvious and it would it would require some explaining but um i don't yeah i don't know that you would really have to explain it i think you could just like uh have it you know make it like a tuxedo t-shirt so it, yeah. it'll be like a t-shirt but with you know the design of the buttons and all that and then you mm. maybe just put a little something above where the pocket is or the the pocket design and just put like the shirt on there or something i think it would i think that would uh that would be cool but uh, yeah. yeah, so moving on to the next question, uh, and this one's from Tommy, and he asks, "Why doesn't the independent shoot more?" I love winning the pass percentage and love losing the score. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, yeah, we we kind of debated this earlier in the season about. I think we were both kind of complaining that they were. Uh, being a little bit too patient and then they went out and did the opposite and then they just started taking every shot from like 30 yards away (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and then we were frustrated with that uh i do think it was right before the tampa game right is that right no i don't think it was i think it was after that i think it was when we were we we lost like a million games in a row i think (laughs) it was sometime in there it might have been before the louisville match Mm, uh but Anyway, it doesn't really matter. I know we've talked about it several times, kind of finding yep. the balance between being too patient and then not being patient enough. I don't think we've found the balance really this year. Uh, I think when we were at our best, even this year, we were taking, we were still only taking like seven or eight shots a game. We were just scoring on you know, like three or four of them. So yeah. our it, it it's tough because you know the way we like to play most of the time we value possession over shots um Mm -hmm. you know if you don't have a good shot then you just recycle the possession uh but you know we've kind of changed our playing style up a few different times throughout the year uh but I, i definitely think there are times when we just need to pull the trigger um I think I think Alex is one of those players that struggles with that the most, uh, just because he's playing in that role where he I think he really just wants to be more of a playmaker. But there's times where he's got the ball, you know, just outside of the box, and I just wish he would let one rip, you know, and just test the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, we've you know we've we've both fussed at Caleb Calvert on the podcast uh, a few times. Um, for doing something similar where he, you know, he had a shot and decided to either lay the ball off or, or, you know, not take the shot. Mm. So it's definitely something that we haven't figured out this season. Uh, But then last year, I know, you know, when Enzo was struggling towards the end, well, the whole team was struggling towards the end of the year, Enzo was taking like eight shots a game or something by himself. uh, And and a lot of them were not good shots. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, taking too many shots obviously can be a problem as well. So, ideally, we would need to we need to find the balance. But, I mean, recently, 
our biggest problem has just been we haven't had the bodies in the attacking half of the field, you know, with all of our mm-hmm. attackers being injured. It's hard to create a lot of chances where we would want to to take shots. Uh, and, you know, we haven't really been dominating the possession lately either. So. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, too, comes down to rhythm. Um, I mean, Jeffrey's system requires – and, I mean, if you saw last year when – Herrera was on the run and even the beginning of the year, really, in a way. But a lot of our attack requires rhythm in the sense of getting a high-quality shot. And mm-hmm. we just haven't really been getting those high-quality shots. That's a good um, point. Whether, whether they're inside the box, outside the box. Because, I mean, we've seen um, Ecker take shots. I mean, they've been maybe deflected or so. But, I mean, we've seen certain people take shots that are maybe not the best, but they're – they're shots, so they're just we just haven't been able to get really high quality shots, um, unfortunately. And I guess that's I think that comes back to um, just consistency in the lineup, really. Um, consistency in the midfield, really, I guess, just kind of being on the same page in some sense of uh, knowing exactly what we want, what the person wants to do. And I think we've seen that a lot too, where one person will lay off a pass or shoot a through ball into somebody and they'll be going the other direction or they'll be stopping or, or this kind of thing. And it's, uh, yeah. Rhythm has been a, an, an issue, I suppose. Yeah. I, I think that's a good point. Um, and I think that answers the question well. So, uh, we have one from Jason. This is directly directed at me. Um, and he says, please describe this week's matchup in the second yellow fantasy soccer league in just one word. And then he goes on to describe the matchup in just one word. He says, hashtag beatdown. And so he kind of answered his own question. I think he just wanted me to have to read that. Uh, I think so, yeah. My fantasy team, uh, which was in first place coming into the weekend, had a rough rough go of it this morning or and Saturday morning as well. Uh, You hadn't lost a game, right? Nope, I was undefeated. I was was undefeated. I was on 12 points, I think. Uh, and mm-hmm. he, I don't, I haven't, I don't even know what the score is. It was like thirty-one to thirteen yeah. at one point this morning. So my my team didn't come back strong from the international break. Clearly, no. Um, well, at least uh, you're up there too. My my team. I don't know if you've seen. I'm like sixth in the league, and I'm three and three zero oh, and one, or three wins and one loss. But my points per av- my points total is at like one thirteen before this week. The 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 other person in the league that has about the same amount of points that I do is Richard, who's down at like tenth. Yeah. So so I'm getting extremely lucky. Um, this week I managed to have a, a defender get a clean sheet and another defender get a goal. Um, so do it. there's all. It's only a matter of time until my <laughs> luck runs out. Um, hopefully, my luck will carry me until KDB comes back, if that's even a thing anymore. I don't know. Um, I have not kept track of that very much. Um, but uh, yeah, fantasy is a is a silly thing that uh, is up to chance, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next question comes from Zach. Uh, he says, if Charlotte had zero injuries this season, what place would the independence be? 
I honestly think it's funny. I was I was just looking at my the predictions I did for the Eastern Conference before the season started, which by God they were wrong. Um, <laughs> they were really wrong. Um, yeah, didn't uh, you say Ottawa was was going to finish in the top four? No, no, you I didn't said say Ottawa that. Was, no, I said Ottawa was going to finish like tenth or something. Okay, I had Atlanta. I'm going to pull it up actually. Um, I meant to tweet this out to be to make me look so incredibly uh, insightful. But uh, I had, uh, guess who I had as number one that's nowhere near number one that I feel really dumb for. I, I, in, in hindsight, it made sense to put them as number one, but they're nowhere near number one. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. You were not the only one, though. I oh. think I think most people thought Tampa would be near the top. Yeah, uh, I think pretty much everyone, myself included, thought it was going to be Tampa and Cincinnati fighting it out for that first spot, and and mm-hmm. obviously one of them is doing that and the other one is not. Yeah, <laughs> I think well, Tampa. Tampa, us. the only man, I think Tampa is up there for like worst season, you know, uh, compared to expectations along along with us probably. Yeah, they. I would. I would think they've got to be pretty high up there. I mean, I think. I mean, my expectations for us before the season, I mean, they were very lofty, but my they were fifth. Yeah. I, I had us a fifth. Um, and. Yeah, it, 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 mine are so wrong. I also had Toronto at at fifteenth. Um, somehow mm-hmm. I had Atlanta United two below them. Um, um, they may not be yeah. that far away. I don't know. I haven't looked at it I, in a while. Yeah, I'm actually wondering. Now I think about that with because Atlanta has not been doing well in a while. Yeah, I think they but lost this weekend. Regard, who you know? Yeah. Let's answer it's... the question. So, yeah, where do you think we would be if we had no injuries? <sighs> now, you know, we're. Gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and take the question to its extreme. I'm going to say like literally no injuries. Yeah. Obviously that doesn't happen to anybody, but let's for the mm-hmm. sake of the conversation, let's let's say if there was zero injuries. Yeah. Cuz I think if we don't have, you know, if we literally have no injuries, I think we're probably talking about sixth pushing into that top 4 maybe. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to where we have been previous seasons. Yeah. I I would honestly say fifth is a very reasonable ask. I mean, you look at everything right now. I mean, really nobody's running away with the last couple of playoff spots. No, uh, I mean, everybody's beating up on each other. Yeah. And I, I honestly think fifth is a pretty reasonable, um, definitely between like fifth and seventh. I mean, fifth um, is only 10 more points than we are than we have right now. Yeah, so I I think that's I think that's a legitimate. I think injuries have cost us at least ten points, if not more. I don't know that we would be. I don't know that we would be in the same category with Charleston and Louisville, even with uh, our strongest team. But I definitely think we would be up there with Indy Eleven and Bethlehem. Uh, Yeah, I, I I definitely do. Um, I, I think so. I mean, it's I honestly I mean, the yeah. other thing too is I think even if we did have some injuries, but we didn't have the suspensions that we've had, um, that's a whole nother I, I discussion. Mean, it, really, there, but yeah, there's been 
I mean, injuries have just wrecked us. I mean, yeah. it started from the preseason, uh, you know, Brandon Miller breaking his wrist in the preseason, I think really kind of ruined his season because mm. I do think if he doesn't break his wrist, uh, he's probably the number one right out of the gate. And, and maybe there's not that shakiness at the goalkeeping position. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, you, you, he missed several weeks with that injury. Uh, and then when he did yeah. come back, he was he was not super strong right out of the gate. It's taken him until really now to kind of regain his confidence and his and his form. Uh, he's been yeah. playing really well lately, and so if mm-hmm. he, maybe if if he plays at that level that he's playing at now, and and you know you you start that at the beginning of the season, I mean you're talking about one position being completely different. I mean, yeah. Jorge Herrera doesn't go down ever. That that. Cordell Cato doesn't go down. Vosser, uh, Donnie Smith. I mean, if if Donnie Smith doesn't get hurt, God, who knows? You know, like he yeah. might be starting at left back. He might be starting at center back. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it's been it's been a while. Missed season. a lot of time. Yeah, Jumpsy's uh, missed Calvert. a ton of time. Calvert, um, yeah. I, I want to say I wonder who hasn't actually missed some time because of injury. I was thinking George about this. Some time. I was thinking about this earlier. I was I was thinking you know almost every player on the team has missed at least a game. I yeah. don't think Joel Johnson has missed a game for an injury. Oh uh, yeah, he may be. What he may be the only one because Duckett missed some time because of an injury too. Yeah, right? Duckett missed a game or two. Oh yeah, he he got injured in that Charleston game, didn't he? I think I remember that. It, there, whatever game it was, it, I almost yeah. It was tough. That was that was one of the, the the sadder moments of the season. Just to 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 witness that. Let's not think about that. Um, I mean, maybe but, some uh, of the bench guys haven't. Like like I don't know if Airman's missed any time for injury, or yeah. or Mwapi. Like you know, guys like that who have, who are not. You know, if they don't play, we don't know if they're injured. Maybe they are on the bench, mm-hmm. but they're not really a hundred percent. But we wouldn't know that because they're not in the eleven. Uh, to begin with i'm not yeah. sure if alex has been hurt. no alex did miss the that that one road trip he missed the whole yeah, road trip because he, he was injured so um, it's safe to say every one of our impact players has uh missed some time yeah with um, with the exception of joel who has been suspended yeah. but i don't think he's been hurt and he's True. done international duty um mm. but yeah it's been <laughs> a lot of the team has missed at least a game um oh oh what could have been yeah, but you know, it happens. It happens. I feel like there's one team that that happens to every season, and, and it was our turn this year to just kind of take yeah. it on the chin. Um, mm. and, and, you know, hopefully next season we have a little better better luck with injuries. But when you when the average, you know, when your average player in the starting eleven is well over thirty, uh, yeah, you are going to face more injury problems that's just that's just gonna happen um, kind of how that works unfortunately yeah but oh well i think yeah i think somewhere five to six would be a good shout all right uh hmm. next question is also from zach uh who would win in a match 11 alex's or 11 ben's can we go can we do 5v5 to make it a little bit i, I don't know this is a an interesting question because me and you are very similar built people i would think 
Yeah, um, I think you're a little you're a bit taller than me. Yeah. It's uh I that's a really good question. I, I might have you for speed though. Yeah, you're probably quicker than me. I, my my top speed is not very yeah, not very good. Um, I don't know much of a vertical either. I don't know how much that comes into play with, with soccer I, a whole I lot. I used but, to. So it just kind yeah. of de- – so I guess we'll, we'll go with uh, if we were both in our athletic peak, which mm. mine was several <laughs> years ago. Uh, I imagine yours was as well. Uh, it, let's let's say there was an athletic yeah. peak. Let's, <laughs> let's go with that. Well, I, you know, I did play sports growing up. Um yeah. So I I did have that advantage, just but I wasn't much of a soccer player. So yeah, I, I've got I like th- a season of soccer playing in under my belt, and yeah, um, I imagine a lot of really bad first touches would be yeah. would be part of that game. Um, <laughs> gosh, I it might end in a zero zero draw. Yeah, for be, I think- if we're being honest. Yeah, Either that or we was... would be both score like a million goals uh, <laughs> because like we're, you know. I, I wonder how many players, how many versions of us would get sent off just from sheer frustration. Is <laughs> I, At a certain point, I think the, the the teamsmanship would not be very good between us and or between me and, and me. Um, <laughs> and it would, it would only get worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that would end in a in an awful uh, nil nil draw, yeah, probably. It, <laughs> it would probably be entertaining from a neutral standpoint, but uh, uh, it depends. Are if you're entertained by like uh, the blooper reels that you know you mm. see on Facebook sometimes for yeah. for like non league like Sunday league bloopers, that would be uh, that would probably be more like our uh, our match man that's funny I'm... yeah that was a good question zach all right that is all of the questions uh and then now we have the world cup roster building so this was a yes. this was something jason wanted us to do on the last episode but we ran out of time because we ran our mouths for a long time uh mm. So he charged us. He saw it was something he saw on Twitter. Uh, it was build a World Cup roster, like twenty three man style roster, using just players who have played for your club. So uh, I think he sent us his, and I don't know if I have it here. Uh, I've got it. I I made it via the the football. What is the name of this app? Eleven or oh, you did it that way. App. Uh, you yeah, cheated. which I was uh, just gonna was... go from the top of my head. Mm. I, uh, I it took me a little bit of digging because the the 2016 roster it used to be on the USL's website, I swear, but now it's like you have to like Google search it, and you can kind of find it. You can actually find some really funny, super old photos of people from the independents. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's pretty pretty funny to look back on those photos. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna end up tweeting this out at some point um, after the show has been released because it did take me a little bit of time to put this together, um, doing some digging. But um, would you like to go first, sir? I can. Um, yeah, this is gonna be interesting. 
because my uh, background on the independence does not go go as far back. Uh, and I'm also going to do it. I'm he, you know, I asked if we could do it based on like we what we know about the players like peak years, and mm. and he didn't like that idea. He said it has to be for uh, when they played for us. But mm. if we did that, I would have to do that from just this year and last year. So I'm going to bend that rule a little bit, Ooh. and I'm going to pick a couple players uh, that I know played for the team in the past, but I don't really know what they played like when they played for us. Um, but it's our it's our podcast, so we can do whatever we want. Yes, um, artistic freedom. That's right. So my goalkeepers, I'm going to start with the goalkeepers. Uh, my three goalkeepers would cool. be uh, Cody Mizell, Brandon Good Miller, one. and probably Dykstra, to be honest. I feel like that would be yeah. a pretty solid. You've got Dykstra kind of as the, the older guy, and then you've got – uh, you know the leadership guy, and then you've got Brandon Miller and Cody Mizell kind of duking it out for the number one spot. Um, yeah. My defenders would be obviously Joel Johnson, number one, uh, first on the on the team sheet as far as defenders go. Um, man, this is tough because the center back options are for me pretty pretty slim. Uh, They're pretty limited in general. I figured that yeah, out pretty early. When we've I was had pretty consistent center backs uh for the most yeah. part uh but i'm gonna go with duck henry and let's see i'll do four center backs mm. so i'll do duck henry um jung because of his world cup experience there you go and i'll throw a wild card in there and, and bring luke wechter as well. Ooh, and he, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I, uh, he was good for us, especially considering he was a rookie last year. I, yeah, um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what to what extent the injury kind of ended his career or what. Um, yeah. But he was a player that I thought had a lot of potential. Um, I think so. He, uh, he, he, his moments of brilliance, I think, still outweighed his not so great moments. Um, overall, but, um, yeah, I, I do, I would have, uh, I'd be curious to see if he ever maybe plays again in maybe a smaller league or that kind of thing. Cause I'd be I mean, surprised. Could... I mean, he's been out of it for a year now. I think he lives in New York city. I hey, guess that's, Patrick, a, that's a totally apparently... different, uh, lifestyle. Oh, did, that's right. He did sign with yeah. somebody, didn't he? I don't know if he ever played for them, but he did sign for, it was Colorado. Somebody's. It was uh, I couldn't I couldn't tell you what they were. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So that gives me how many players did I name? Uh. That's seven. No. Uh. Uh. Eight because I had Joel in there. Um. Eight. Give me. Oh man. Give me Marlon Harrison as the backup. Mm. Right back slash. You know maybe he can play on the wing as well uh i yeah. know i know marlon harrison didn't play for the independence long but he did he did play for the independence he technically did uh and then man left back is tough uh because i've only known a handful of left backs in my it, time uh, it is it's a tough one there's there's only a handful. The defenders, especially, were very. There's a smaller pool to pick from. I think. Yeah, I think for. 
left back, I'll I'll do Donnie and man, I'll do Donnie and Sam Vines. I think I think that would be the veteran and, and the youth guy. Yeah, I think that's a that, strong pairing right there. It's a good duo. All right, now the midfield is is pretty pretty simple. Uh, I, I think this is a pretty strong midfield. You know, you go you go June Marcus Davidson, mm. uh, Lewis Hilton. And uh, okay, Callum Ross. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead. I'll throw the wingers in here as well. Alex mm-hmm. Martinez. Yep. Is, mm, this is tough because I don't know. Is are Jorge and Enzo considered? Do I play them as midfielders? Or I, do I play think... them as more as forwards. I think they're they're involved in the in the forward slash cam role than than a midfield at least that's how i interpreted them but that there's kind of up for debate and uh um in that kind of thing depending on how you want to put them all right so that gives me that gives me a you know three midfielders I, hmm. there's got to be some more guys that i've liked in the middle of the field i think greg jordan would be yeah I, I thought about him. He he's a good one. He's uh, there's there's a number of players from this year that you could very easily include in this list. Um, I think. Yeah. All right. Down to the final four spots. Or no, I have five spots left. Um. I I'm also gonna go Ekra. I am not gonna play him mm. up top though. I'm gonna play him deep in the midfield, not as a uh, attacking midfielder. So I, I have several very strong options to play deeper on the field um you know jordan can play in that role obviously june marcus davidson can play in that role callum ross can kind of play in that role as well uh but that gives me a lot of versatile players and then Mm. for my attackers i'm gonna go enzo jorge jaime siage Ooh, yeah and for the last spot on my roster, I am going to pick. Uh, this is going to be the one where I bend the rules the most. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to go with Dominique Badgy. Oh, okay, yeah. I, 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 it was interesting. I was maybe going to include him, but like I told you before we started, I was trying to pick players that I was more familiar with or I distinctly remember being on the field. Um, I don't have any memory of Dominic Badgie. I don't know if I ever actually saw him. I don't either, uh, um, but that's why I'm bending the rules because I we yeah. haven't had a center forward uh, who was like a number nine <laughs> that I would feel comfortable bringing to the World Cup, um, mm. at least in, since the, I've been following the team because I think Jorge and Enzo both kind of play that second striker role. Uh, but you can go with them up top if if you're playing, you know, a really small team that you know you're going to dominate possession and you know uh, you you're, you can, you know, afford to have, um, you know, one more attacker on the field. So that's my 23-man roster. Um, don't ask me yeah. to do a starting 11 because I feel like I took way too much time doing that anyway. So give me no, your yeah. give me your roster now. Um, my roster, I'm going to kind of do it, um, I suppose more positionally, but I'll try to do this as smoothly as, 
is possible here. But uh, starting in goal, I, the the couple kept, keepers I did have were was Mizell and Miller. Um, defenders are as follows: we got uh, Donnie Smith, Duckett, Kalunji, and uh, and Johnson. Um, reserves for them. I had to do logic. I I almost had Vines. Honestly, he he's been uh, he's a fringe one for me. I, I guess I could kind of include him because I do have a, a, a supposed extra slot by the time I'm done with all this. But uh, logic makes Jungsu sense. and you know obviously yeah. I I'm not as familiar with his game as as most are, but he is still a fan favorite, uh, mm-hmm. and he hasn't played for us in over two seasons, so. Yeah. It's safe he, to um, say that he would he would probably be on most fans' twenty three man roster. Yeah, and I almost feel like you could bring in some versatility, and maybe you could put him as a a center back if need be. Um, yeah, or but, throw him uh, up top late in the game if you need a goal. Also, I just realized hey, I only brought twenty two players for my twenty three man roster. I miscounted. Yeah, I'm gonna pretty much have twenty two as well. Um, but um, the the two other ones, this is kind of a I guess it doesn't bend the rules necessarily, but this involves what we know now from from Jack Metcalf. I don't believe he really ever played much as a defender, um, but I've got him behind Joel Johnson. Um, I like. I thought about bringing him, yeah, to, because, like you said, he's played in about eight different positions for Atlanta United two this season. Mm-hmm. That kind of versatility is absolutely uh, invaluable. Uh, yeah. To, to a World Cup roster because you never know when somebody's going to pick up a, a hamstring injury, especially with this particular group of players uh, yeah. based on their history this season with hamstring injuries. So being able to plug Jack Metcalf in at right back, left back, center midfield, uh, you know, right wing, left wing, wherever you can throw him on the field, that that's a, that's a huge asset. So I, 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 yeah. I'm 100% with you there. Yeah. Um, the other one that I included um, – I don't necessarily distinctly remember, but I definitely know he's a solid player. And this, this I kind of had to use some, uh, some bending of the rules. But uh, Joe Greenspan, all six five of himself, who uh, plays for the Riverhounds now. Um, we had him for a very short time. I think maybe a couple times, in fact. But I know we had him at least one time for a couple games um, when he was on the the Rapids roster. Ah, uh, I want that. I want to say it was 2016, um, but we, we did have him for a very, very short time. Um, moving on up, um, I've got, of course, I've got Hilton. I've got the same midfield, essentially, as you. Um, I but, feel like the midfield's the easiest because yeah. they were pretty consistent for a while, and, 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 and it pretty much, they we know who the standout players are as midfielders. Yeah, it's I, I, there's some wiggle room there, but, I, but I'm pretty solid in, in having... Hilton, Acra, uh, and Davidson and Ross. Um, it, it's interesting because I definitely did try to think about bringing in Jordan. Um, George honestly wouldn't be bad too. He's just he. It's not a personal favorite of mine. Um, not that he's a he's a bad player by any means, but for what Jeffries does, I I prefer the the players I selected, and I have to have Lewis Hilton in there. I just have to. Um, the the wide players I've got, um, I've got Alex and, and Jaime. Um, I can't remember. Did he play left or right? He was right, wasn't he? Uh, he played primarily on the left. He I think he did play on did the right he? some. Okay. 
Okay, so and he played up top some. Okay. I think I think he started out yeah. kind of playing up top, and then okay. uh, he he ended up I think playing the bulk of his minutes on the left side because mm. Alex missed like five games there at the end of the season. Then he was the starter yep. for those. Um, okay, and then gotcha. we, okay. but yeah, I think he did play some games on the right. You know, when he came in for Estrada. Mm. But I I definitely wanted to include him. Um, the other one I had to include Cato. Cato would be with, with Enzo and Cato. That's and a that really whole... that's a really bad oversight on my part to not include Cato. Uh, I think it's I'm gonna incl- I think I'm gonna have Cato as my 23rd man since I didn't actually do 23. I only did 22. It's completely acceptable at this point. I think <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of wiggle room is okay. Um, the other one that I included there is uh, is David Estrada. Yeah, that's um, he, that's good. Yeah, he he definitely had his moments in in, in 2016, um, where he was a, a phenomenal player. Not that he wasn't good last year. He yeah, he had his moments last season year. too. I, I think um, he he just yeah. couldn't do it consistently. Um, yeah, but if he gets hot in the World Cup, you can ride him. You know, to, all the way to the quarterfinals at least. Yeah, that's uh, and that's something you want as a an option. Um, the last couple, I, I mean, I've got Herrera as an attacking option. I've got Enzo. Um, I've got Brian Brown because Brian Brown, when he was in his peak, was just when he turned it on, he was remarkable. Speaking um, of in been, his peak, he's having a really good season this year. Yeah, he has I, scored some golazos. Yeah, I don't know he, if you ever he pops up on on the highlight reel a lot for uh, Reno. Hmm. Yeah, he. I've seen a little bit with him this year. I, I've wondered actually what his his uh, goal total was. I know it's, it's pretty high up there. I think. Um, I want to say it's in, in double digits. With Estrada too, I think Estrada's been in double digits or very close to it this year. Um, but the last player I included, this is kind of not really where he plays at all, but I included him anyways. Um, uh, Jake Airman. I included Jake Airman. Wow, um, that that's yeah. It. I'm surprised you've come around on Jake quickly. Then, I because it wasn't that long ago that you were like, I still don't know if he, what he's good at. <laughs> I did say that, didn't I? Um, but yeah, I included Jake Garman. I technically had him kind of slotted in as a reserve for Enzo, but not. I mean, obviously that's not a direct linear substitution. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I included him in there. I don't really have a twenty third man um i'd have to think about it more but i've th- those are the 22 men i would select for uh for my roster i guess if i had to pick another player there it would probably be a a, a goalkeeper and it would i guess be be dykstra because he he has had some good moments um overall um there, there's been some i guess um inconsistencies but he would still uh kind of like you said he would bring some some veteran leadership to that position um, and he's one of those keepers that I do have distinct memories of. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, my 23 man roster. All right. So go back to your, uh, question about how many goals he, Brian Brown has scored this season. He's on 13, yeah. 13. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He, he was, uh, he was a quality player. He, he, he was fun to watch. There's, there's a reason why he was termed, uh, Brian Brown is on fire for for a short time, um, but there was a lot of players in this roster that I just 
I kind of wanted to fit in there, but didn't quite get in there. I mean, Zayed, Calvert, things like that. There, there's a lot of players that just didn't quite get in there yeah. um, based on some other people. But, yeah. All right. Well, that does it for our World Cup roster. Uh, I, I think that would be – I think they would both be pretty strong teams. Mm. Uh, you know, assuming you can only choose from USL players. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if we're going, you know, re- regular World Cup style, I don't know. We'll see. Mm. But uh, that was fun. I always enjoy doing little stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So let's just wrap it up for 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 now. We're not really going to preview the Charleston match. Um, yeah, I'm still pretty bummed that it they decided. Or and obviously, I'm not bummed that they decided. I'm bummed yeah. that it happened. Uh, when it did mm. yep. um, it does feel a little it did feel a little premature to go ahead and say that the game was going to be played on Wednesday before the hurricane had really done its damage yeah. uh, because I, you know the the flooding in North and South Carolina is, is pretty intense uh, especially in the eastern part of the, the states Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully the, the team doesn't have any problem traveling down there on uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday yeah. even uh, to play the game. Uh, I know I will not be able to make the trip because of it being on a Wednesday. Yes, uh, and Neither I imagine I. most of our fan base is in the same boat, and that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, but it is what it is. Mother Nature uh, did her thing, and so we don't get to have our fun away trip. No. But until next, next year, year yeah regiment we only get the, we only play them the one time next year so it'll hopefully be on the weekend yeah or one time although they, they may totally do the schedule different like different next year um, yeah who knows? with all the addition and subtraction and realignment that may happen so we'll mm-hmm. i guess we'll worry about that next year but uh the team yes. does play that game on wednesday and then they're back at the sportsplex on saturday right or is it mm-hmm. i believe it is it's mm-hmm. the 22nd Yep, um, against uh, Red Bulls too. Mm-hmm. Another. So, uh, it's an important game, obviously. I mean, they're, they're all, all, they're all yeah. They're, at this, at this point. point, they're all important, uh, like yeah. you said. So they got they've got work to do. Uh, they have to go get a win in a place that we do not get wins. Uh, so yep. there's your preview. Yeah. <laughs> win is uh, is the the key word for this game. Win. All righty. So I hope everybody has a good week. And thank you for listening to our uh, our little silly episode. So mm-hmm. stay safe out there and come on, you jacks. Woo.